It's that time, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Woo. Oh. Oh, fuck. A little too hype. Got a little too hype. Damn. Gonna have to fix that later. Or maybe I'm not too hype. Maybe I'm the perfect amount of hype for the situation. Because the boys are back. Back like we never left. Nothing too significant has happened since the last time we spoke, right? <laughs> I'd say the world's pretty chill. Maybe even boring, you know? Just kidding, we're experiencing the end as we know it, but that's not going to stop what the hell is going on here. It's the Evil Eagle Hour audio show, podcast, program, uh, 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 talk show, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We're back in full effect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Can you tell I've wanted to do that for a while? Welcome back, man. Welcome. We really, we really missed you all. Welcome back. I'm not gonna talk your ear off because you have a whole show to uh, listen to, but just a few things before we dive in. Uh, in the beginning of this whole evil ego hour experiment, I said uh, on the very first, very first episode that again, every episode is the first episode, um, which meant every episode is, uh, of course, an opportunity to do something new. I didn't want. Uh, to get bored I get bored very easily so I wanted there to be an expectation of no expectations Uh, you know I wanted it to be fun I wanted it to be fresh and like I said unexpected that being said a year-long hiatus was not supposed to be a part of that original idea that's a little too unexpected so we um, apologize for that uh, even though it was greatly needed very needed and i feel like we're back right on time baby so uh the format of the podcast is going to change a little bit i have a cat now by the way and he's bothering me go away what oh god he wants to make an appearance larry what i'm trying to record do you want to tell the people that our episodes are shorter now go ahead here here's the mic Tell the people that our episodes are now 30 to 40 minutes and they're going to be releasing on Sundays and Mondays. Here. That's what I thought. That's what the fuck I thought because you don't speak English. Anyway, the topic for today that we are going to explore is a little thing called cynicism. Now, I've always identified with cynics. I've always thought that I had kind of a cynical way of thinking. I've always questioned people's motives and intentions even people i love which is a good thing and that we'll and we'll talk about that throughout the episode it is a good thing to question people's motives so that you don't get taken advantage of but when is it not a good thing huh when does it when does it go a little too far how cynical do you think you are you know i feel like somebody like uh the orange guy doesn't get elected without there being a strong underlying sense of cynicism running through the heart of America. I feel like for somebody like that to get elected, there has to be a lot of cynical people out there who kind of just don't really give a fuck and just think that everybody's out for their own intentions. So we talk about that and it's right on time to talk about something like that because it's not just coronavirus. It's not just 
you know, the protests that are occurring. It's the world. It's the government and it's our history in general that would kind of justify our cynicism. So justified cynicism, is that a thing? I don't know, but we're going to talk about it. And I'm so excited to talk about it. So, so excited to have you with us. I'm going to shut my trap now, but allow me to introduce the very first episode, season two of the Evil Evil Hour Podcast with host Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight. And allow me, please, to begin the... What was that, Larry? You said Mikile on the beats? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I always forget to give people that quick... What was that? Oh, you said make sure people stay tuned to the end to hear about all the new things we're doing. Look, Larry, you're always trying to get your plugs off. God. Listen. Welcome back. Begin the program. writing your bars and I think you articulating the situation before it happens. Structuralized racism and increased rationalism is destroying America. I think you think you can fold the paper more than seven times, brother. (laughs) But you can't. Excuse me? That's that's enough. (laughs) This is an Africans only (laughs) this is an Africans only podcast. Oh, we back at it. We see we over here playing games and joking around and shit. By the way, this isn't an Africans only it's not. This is Amer. This is an Americans are accepted here. Yeah, I know the world is starting not to accept Americans, but Americans, we accept you here. We accept you here. Um, are you saying all lives matter, or what are you? No, not at all. <laughs> what are you implying? I'm, I'm not saying all lives matter. In all fact, right. all lives do not matter. <laughs> not all of them. Let's be very honest with each other. Listen, what? welcome. You are here yet again with us, yes. and we we take pride in that. We are very excited to have you with us. And what is this? This is the very first episode, because every episode is the first episode <laughs> of the, it's the, Evil Glow Hour Podcast with Coles Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight. Hello. Hello. Mr. Man. Hello. 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 How's the world? Man, how is the world? Has it fell apart yet? Is it completely destroyed? It's a severe flu. Is it fire in the streets yet? Yes. Has it died down? Who knows when we're recording this? This might be the very first episode. Like I said, every episode is the first episode. We might be deep into the second season, or this might be the first episode. Who knows and who cares? Every episode is new. Every every episode is a opportunity to reinvent yourself. Reinvent ourselves right in front know. of you. I don't, do, do you know that you just died? I just died. And then I died again. You're Look, dying. Wait, You're watch this. You're constantly dying. Watch this, watch this. I just died. You did. 
Oh. I mean, I ho- hope not to be insensitive to the people who have uh, died recently of tragic events. But just saying that every episode and every uh, moment is an opportunity to reinvent yourself. How are you doing? Carlos I'm doing all right. I've been reevaluating absolutely everything. Really? <laughs> absolutely everything. Have you been like tripping? I've, I actually haven't been tripping. And I feel like I'm at the stage where I need to trip. But mm. I haven't been tripping. I've just become unfrozen, as Kurt Lewin likes to say. I've become become unfrozen. Kurt Lewin, who the, who that is? He's like a psychologist. He's oh. uh, he was he was playing with the mass population. Oh, you holding out on and me? He had a little theory, a little theory. We could talk about that. Okay, later. but I become unfrozen, and I'm questioning everything. I'm questioning society. I'm questioning myself. Questioning everything. So. Hmm. I'm just in a very interesting space, and I think that's what kind of led me to want to talk about what we're going to oh, talk yeah, about Oh, yeah, you today. pitched this to me. This is one of the ones where you say, yo, dude, we need to talk about this, and it was right on time for your boy because I was already going down this trip hard, <laughs> and I was actually hoping that through this episode, you could kind of pull me out of this a little bit and get me thinking in a little bit more neutral Huge um, aspect, which I think we will actually arrive on towards the end because we'll talk about a few different psychological concepts that will hopefully get us back out of the abyss. Right. Uh, right so today, we're going to start off, uh, amongst other things, we're going to talk about tons of other shit, but we're going to start off talking about the main point for today. Mm-hmm. And that's a little thing I like to call cynicism. Cynicism. Right? The cynics in the world. Now, up to this point, until I started like really researching for this podcast, I started. Uh, I thought that I was a cynic. I, I really always thought that I had a cynical mind until I really saw what the true cynics were. Yeah, the true cynics. When I when I learned about what the true cynics were, I was ashamed of every cynical thought I've ever had. Right. It's like, boy, you playing with chump change. Right. Sit your ass down. You ain't no cynic. You ain't no cynic. The nigga. person who founded this you know the greek philosopher or they call him a philosopher like eventually he he devolved into this concept so much that he was just jerking off in the streets yes literally yes. he might have been the first person to jerk off in the streets he may have been the og street we can jerker. thank him for that yes we can thank diogenes yeah i think it's something it's like that yeah diogenes he's a crazy fuck he <laughs> he really thought he was one of the people who really just gave up on humans yeah his whole thing cynicism is really birthed out of the idea that everybody sucks and you can't trust anybody (laughs) that's very simplistic the way you put it there you know we gotta hey listen the english language is what we use on this podcast we know there's many languages but we're gonna go with the english language so you know we have to see what oxford says Oxford, right? Oxford. So I'm going to type in cynicism. Should have already had this queued up. Don't judge me. This is how podcasts work. Your keyboard works? Um, No, it only works at the top and the bottom. The middle, the whole middle section doesn't work. All right, that's set. So, um, okay, so. Thank you. Thank you. So the first definition of cynicism is mm-hmm. an inclination to believe that people are motivated purely by self-interest. Also known as skepticism. Yeah. And I think skepticism may be just a milder version of cynicism. You know, you know what I think it is? I think it's that I think it's skepticism is something that cynics practice. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, like I when you say it's a lighter version, it's like that. Just like uh, optimism is something that Stoics practice. I don't know. We'll get into it later on. We'll right. talk about it. So another, they, they also say that the contemporary version of cynicism is an attitude characterized by general distrust of others' motives. Hmm. Right. So does their their motives don't even have to be self interested. Um, it can just be something that is not good for you if you are a cynic. So are they also pessimistic? You would say. I would say, well, or is it somewhere in between? I feel like it is a form of pessimism, or pessimism. Yeah, I would say cynicism is a form of pessimism now let, let me let me at least let you know how i got to this road in my mind about thinking that i was a cynic and, and how i kind of took it apart in my own brain if i may mm-hmm. uh please strip naked. so you know mentally. well i'm already mentally mentally, mentally. Oh, okay i'm about to say don't tempt me but listen um, you know, in the beginning of coronavirus, where you were getting all these um, emails about coronavirus from every type of organization you've ever come in contact with, ever, literally every AOL. place you you've ever visited is sending you an email now about coronavirus. Hey, like, there's a virus. What, here's what we're doing. Here's Rem- another. Hey, reminder: there's a virus. <laughs> here's what Facebook is doing about coronavirus. I'm like, are you spreading it physically? Then why the fuck are you talking to me about it? Right? That's all they had was emails about coronavirus, and it's interesting because I feel like coronavirus has gotten us used to um, our connection to other people because mm-hmm. it's so obvious because of the spread of an actual physical like spread of a disease. How con- we have to be even more conscious of our connection to people. So it's gotten us to all think on one accord like never before. Right. So since we are already in the practice of all thinking on the same accord, when all of these riots and, and the protests, the peaceful protests, and then the the bullshit riots popped out, um, this huge move for change was amplified by the fact that we are all kind of used to moving on one accord because of this virus. Mm-hmm. Let's actually band together and see how much protesting we can really do as a country. And mm-hmm. that's when you see every 50, all 50 states protesting, right? right? So then you start seeing these slew of emails, these same emails crowding your inbox about Black Lives Matter all right. of a sudden. It's mm-hmm. about the, the the tragic death of George Floyd, right? And, and my company and sent me Embryonna Taylor and every name that's ever died at the hands of police brutality all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, these companies care. And, and I started, at first it was like, oh, this is nice that, you know, I really feel like we're gaining momentum. But then you start to question some of the, the, um, What's the word? You start to question, question some of the motives for uh, for mm-hmm. why these companies are promoting Black Lives As Matter. As we should. As we should. As we should. I feel like that's a healthy practice. My company sent me an email, like, you know, after the tragic death of George Floyd, you know, we're going to be reaching out to a couple of our, uh, uh, well, to all of our black employees and making sure we know how they feel about the situation. And, you know, we want to have a sense of empathy. But before that, it was a mod. So why did you send that email then, right? I mean, I know because there's a increased awareness awareness and social pressure to do so, too. Right. That's also a thing because if you're a company, you don't speak out. It's like, why didn't you speak out? But then you start getting emails from Planet Fitness. And Planet Fitness is telling me what they're going to do about George Floyd, which just 
includes them cleaning their gyms more. I don't know how that has anything to do with racial injustice, <laughs> but okay, I appreciate it. We're going to build it. more gyms around black people like we've been doing. Ah, thank you. So they can run faster from the police. Right. Like, And then I get a email from uh, iTunes. You know, and it's along the lines of like, you know, tired of seeing your black brothers slain in the streets? Try our new uh, protest playlist. Like, like what? And uh, iTunes always does this though, right? <laughs> Coronavirus came around. They're sending you all types of playlists. Like, staying inside? No job? Like, okay, thank you. Reconsidering your life? <laughs> Have to make a quick move? Like, uh, depression sinking in? <laughs> Exactly, bro. Excuse me? I like, this is the perfect music to uh, dodge it? rubber bullets to. I'm like, <laughs> all right, iTunes. I've had enough, but also, yes, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to listen to your dodgy dance playlist. <laughs> so I'm like, I start to really question it. And then I went down that hole, man. I went down that cynical, oh, now you care hole. And I even talked to this, I even talked to my HR um lady who's well the lady who's in charge of hr and i might have i probably scared her a little bit i probably shouldn't have went down that hole with her oh boy she's she's white i'm assuming (laughs) she's a white woman and she just wanted to be empathetic and then i just laid this whole just bomb of cynicism on her ass like it's just interesting you know i never even really seen you here until this happened and there's been plenty of killings and she's like yeah yeah i know (laughs) you know yeah, I know. I've been shitty. I've been a shitty white white lady. Like, what is she supposed to say? Yeah, it's like it's it's so funny because like just watching people have to. Well, more specifically, white people have to mm, Caucasians. T- Go ahead. Have to take on all of this criticism right now and really look in the mirror to see what their ancestors and what they have been co-creating up until this point. And so I'm not going to be surprised mm-hmm. if we see sooner or later, probably sooner these white people start to take on this form of cynicism and because the world looks so shitty, even their own personal space looks so shitty and then they start to take on cynicism and thus repeat the cycle. Huh, but well, well, what were they doing before then? Weren't they not necessarily... That's, that's kind of like the idea is that like... I feel like all of them or all of us low key have like an underlying uh, feeling of cynicism, right? And I think that may be a result of our country and like media programming Mm. and so like maybe on a on a mass scale uh being injected with all these bad all the bad news and everything that's been going around probably has especially since 45 has been elected created a mass sense of cynicism and thus perpetuates you know the situation, and it just makes yeah. us have to go further down this. So shit it's the over the overall kind of distrust of the government that leads to that's so that's so weird because the government is literally like the parents almost. It's like if you don't trust your parents, then the whole thing becomes unraveled because it's like that's the example it's supposed to be the highest example of what you aspire to be. Right, the go- government is supposed to take you into consideration. It loves you. It knows that you can't act. You all can't act for yourselves. We know you need some type of organization, so we'll act on behalf of you. Right. But we agree, happens, we agree upon this. We we, all, we agree upon this. We agree upon and this. And some of you don't agree upon this, but this is, we, we're taking... You were taking you into consideration when we make these rules. Just promise us, okay? Mm-hmm. Now... You're all going to work in a slave camp. Like, wait, hold on, Ex- mommy? Like, <laughs> like uh, what? Wait, what are you doing here? Dada. It's, it's like, 
and so I can see what drives this feeling of cynicism and what makes people feel like like they want to be a, a cynic. Mm-hmm. And, you know? and so I guess the way that I realized, or even the reason why I wanted to have this discussion was because I started to feel myself become cynical. Um, before this, I was living pretty happily, just like, I won't say I was living mindlessly, but I was living my best life, I guess, as somebody <laughs> may say it. Um, and skin was all moisturized, hair edged out. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah overseas. I was, I was living my best life, uh-huh. or living my life the best that I could, very optimistically. Yeah, and even like in January, I got some of the biggest jobs of my life, at least payout wise and notoriety. Okay. And so. It went from, then, oh, I think everything is going to be great to, I don't know what's going to happen for the next year mm, and a half. So it made you just question so everything. Because of that hard rip from, you know, the most success I've had to, oh shit, I don't know what the world is going to look like in a year from now, let alone six months. It created this overall just distrust of everything because for right. me, my optimism has gotten me so so far, and really? yeah, I feel like me being an overall optimistic. At least um, I try to have optimism motivate my behavior. Um, I feel like it got me really far, and then when this came, I feel like I wasn't properly prepared for a worldwide pandemic that's going to shut down everything. Now I'm not saying I should have been prepared. <laughs> But the fact that I wasn't prepared, right? It just has me like, damn, right? Maybe, that's the thing that maybe I could have been prepared. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's very kind of easy to go down that that whole rabbit hole of like, you know, what is really real, especially mm-hmm. with the, like a lot of people thought that their current existence was real, and then like you said, everything was thrown for a loop. Now, do you think that makes you? cynical or do, are you just questioning reality more than you did before because i do feel like you're an overall thoughtful person you always kind of question reality you just never saw your uh life taking this weird drastic turn along with a lot of people well i mean i think i've always had like a small sense of cynicism in me i feel like same yeah i've always had like a pinch of cynicism in me which i feel when i when i was like reflecting on it I feel as though was a safeguard. It was really that pinch of cynicism that I've always held on to was used as a defense mechanism. So that's when we get into what we talked about. What cynicism is and from Oxford. We talked about what they the technical uh, definition for it, what it is. But what is it really? It's a defense mechanism, like you just I think, fucking. I said. think at best. It's a, it's a defense. Hopefully, yes. At worst, you're jacking off in the streets. Yeah. And at, at worst, you are resented by most people. Right. Because and you're just that negative Nancy ass N word. Yeah. You're, you're just that. You're just that guy who just always saying something. But then you also put up. One thing I learned from my research is that you then because of you being a cynic and you expressing it outwardly. People start to treat you differently, and they start to treat you bad. But because you're a cynic, you don't expect them to treat you good. Right. And so since you don't expect them to treat you good, 
you're more likely to be surrounded by people who treat you like shit. Because and it you, reinforces it, what you already currently believe is that people ain't shit. Right, right, right. And so because you think people aren't shit, you attract people who aren't shit, and then you also keep people who aren't shit. Right. Because it all is reinforcing this idea that everybody cannot be trusted. And so you just end up living in misery unless and in the real what the original intention of cynicism is is to live purely by virtue pure and to take into account things that you really care about and knowing that you really can't depend on anybody well you said it at best it's a defense mechanism though so a defense mechanism is only used when you feel like you're being attacked which i don't feel like ever comes from a good place i feel like you're starting to, to describe uh stoicism which we're kind of get into well after yeah this i think stoicism, we'll talk about the differences in the similarities yeah, yeah yeah but that's what stoicism that's why stoicism evolved out of cynicism hmm. from my understanding yeah and so, um, although we, like well, yeah. cynics, uh, like Diogenes, he didn't believe in, um, he, he was like, he was homeless. He didn't abide by any social norms or he completely was against conformity. So he ended up homeless because he's not living under anybody else. Yeah. And like, but he also was like very strictly against materialism. And so he wouldn't allow things that would help him but be any of convenience to him because he knows that's somewhere he can be disappointed at. It's kind of weird, like Zen kind of vibe to it, right? I'm, I think uh, parts pitch. of it have been like used in Eastern philosophy, but it's also like when you go down that rabbit hole, and like you said, there's no like what's what's the end what's the ending right? What's the end result of cynicism? And the truth is, is that there is no ending. Because it is a defense mechanism. It's you know, you're kind of hurting yourself or letting yourself down before the world gets the opportunity to do it for you. Right. Nothing's really good. Nothing's really bad. It all just is. But well, I think cynics believe everything is bad. Every you think they believe everything is bad, or everybody's just acting for their own personal interests. Like, well, I think I think they look at that. At, um, they look at that from a negative place because i feel that i'm like why you're just posting the shit about blm so that black people won't attack you and i'm thinking is that wrong I, you know i have these and i always think it's counterproductive to say this out loud so this is nothing that i would ever even though i'm literally recording it and putting it on, on a podcast form but i do think that like you shouldn't actively go around talking about like yeah now these companies care because it's like that's not really the point really and i feel like mm -hmm. that mode of thinking and saying that to people is counterproductive so I, you know and then i think to my head i'm like were you out there marching like shut the fuck up like you don't have a platform to talk about black lives matter on that huge of a scale so you should be happy but those cynical thoughts in the background they're always kind of in the back eroding at my the way that I see the world, and I feel like mm -hmm. it could devolve into what you're talking about, where it's just like I'm always, and we know people who are always talking about negative shit, and they always they only see the negative in people. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you might not know them because you distance yourself. You be, you be out. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, was, it's odd. Was, but it was also because I realized I attracted that. Yeah, in the same in the same sense. So this led me to seeing how my own thoughts. And my own attitude, because cynicism is 
well, I don't want to simplify it into an attitude, but I like to think that a group of thoughts is an attitude. And so this cynical attitude Woo! that... Sorry, go ahead. I had to do that. <laughs> so the cynical attitude that I have wasn't doing anything for me besides dampening my life, and it was making everything seem pointless. And, so at, so and at the very least, it, it just wasn't functional. Like you, it didn't help you at all. Really. Yeah, the 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 whole that whole school of thought, that whole attitude, wasn't wasn't helping me. It it really was just making things worse. I mean it hmm. and that's why I said it was a defense mechanism because I'm saying, is it only bad? Is it only wrong for me to have these thoughts? Is it is it is this something that can be beneficial to me? And I said at worst case well at best case scenario, it's preventing me whenever something does go bad, I can have almost like it's almost like a weapon against going into despair yeah. that I can think, oh well, shit. Sh- yeah. All the shit. It sucks. was bound to. It was bound to go that way. It, anyway. it was bound to prove itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? That fact was bound to prove itself. But it's not. There's no. It's like really a all or nothing thing to be a cynical person. <laughs> and so I, it's almost like I don't even want to have like a pinch of it because that thought can become infectious that's really interesting that you say that cynical people are those people who you know you accidentally make like a move too quick and you knock your water over on your keyboard and like the first thing you think is of course of course yeah of course that happens like automatically you're kind of expecting life to to be like this you know and and maybe that is just a firm understanding of the realistic nature of life that like Life is pain. I don't know if you've noticed. Life is pain. Like yeah. the one thing that unites us all is that we all hurt. We all suffer. Um, not all of us get to reach a point of extreme happiness, but it's the realization of life is pain that's being kind of manipulated and used as the scope to see everything by. Right, right. And But at the same time, it's like it's still a skewed point of view because that's not all that there is to life right. and this isn't a this is just a one-sided truth so it it really cannot be universal yeah. is that just like there's always pain there's pleasure that comes from it everything that cynicism is doing is to avoid pain and to find pleasure in the simplest uh in the simplest things and but are they finding pleasure in well, they have to be finding pleasure in the avoidance of pain, and the avoidance of pain just consists of you saying, "Well, it was going to happen anyway." So you're not avoiding pain; you're just giving yourself pain the chance. You're giving yourself pain before pain gets the chance to, you know, get there. Yeah, but cynics also have a mode of criticizing everything about society through very strict virtues, because. What would they be virtues? Would we call them virtues? I feel like virtues is specific to good things, right? Am well, I yeah, they they say that um, if you're going to do something for somebody, you can't. You got to do it selflessly. The way, the same way, like a cynical person may look at all the BLM uh, posts on these companies, and say, "Oh, they're not even doing that because they really like uh, people." You know what I mean? They're strictly criticizing their motives, and so they think one thing is supposed to be right, but it's very strict on what that thing is. Hmm. And so since they're criticizing people from this very, very strict moral compass that they try to simplify everything into the simplest, the simplest pleasures right. and, and, and the simplest, 
they simplify everything in life, and that's why they're trying to become completely autonomous. That's why Diogenes was end, ended up homeless and not answering to anybody. No type of social conformity, no social norms, because he he's so strict. Like he he literally only believes in himself at the end of the day. And I see why that's so like appealing to one to um, just detach from that system and think of everything in this one way and but it is a mark of ignorance because like you said you're not acknowledging the bigger picture you're simplifying it so that you can live based on your own like guidelines about how the world works i want to read you the sentence i want to see how you feel about what this is saying according to what you just said uh, it says a cynic may have a general lack of faith or hope in the human species or people motivated by ambition, desire, greed, gratification, materialism, goals, and opinions that a cynic perceives as vain, unobtainable, ultimately meaningless, and therefore deserving of ridicule or a adonishment. Hmm, what's adonishment mean? I need to be smarter. <laughs> I think you and you adon is like. Almost like a banishment? I don't know. Hmm. But, yeah, like, they believe all people are... It says it says the human species motivated by ambition. Like, that's, that's a good thing, right? Isn't ambition a good thing? Yeah, I mean, they really just believe that they're motivated by bullshit. And you need, hmm. to, you need to get rid of all that shit and just, like, shit in the street. And they... <laughs> if, <laughs> but, if, you want, if you need to shit, just shit in the street. But that's shitting in the street while... Like laughing at other people for not shitting in the street. Like, look at you, toilet using ass niggas. Look Man, at y'all. You conform to everything. <laughs> you're stupid. You I do stupid. whatever I want. You're like, nigga, you're speaking English. That's a social structure. Fuck you. The fuck are you saying? What the fuck are we saying? <laughs> are you? Should we, should we hop into a second part? I feel like we're hot. Well, I mean, I think just to conclude it all. Conclude this part. You want to do cynicism? A part? I I just think cynicism is an all or nothing thing, and most people, and this is what Diogenes and other cynics have believed that most people aren't actually ready to be cynics, because Ooh. cynics be a cynics really believe in themselves to the point where they are completely happy. It's like complete self absorption absorption. They are the autonomous man, completely autonomous man. It is a, it may even be a form of narcissism in a way. Wow. Um, but most people aren't ready to completely go down that road, and so they, you will always end up in a middle ground uh, if you don't completely commit to cynicism, and you'll be miserable. And so, I think it's a a school of thought that should be systematically weeded out hmm. uh in ourselves although our media our society and people's general attitude is creating an environment where only cynicism can live That's in order really to survive interesting yeah i think we do need to do another part because now i i have a little bit more to say and i have a few more questions about that very concept um, but for now, I think we'll, <laughs> I think we'll, uh, tease him a little bit. Yeah, I think oh, wait. we gotta, we gotta return, uh, at the end of this week. But are you saying, just really quick before we get out of here, you are essentially saying that that, uh, that dirty kind of home deprived gentleman outside that you see shitting on a traffic light, he's just a Union philosopher. Square? 
The guy in Union Square. Yeah, that that guy. He's just a philosopher. He's got this uh, concept of cynicism down to a point where he's completely detached and he's mastered. Remember remember you told me the story about the guy on the train and he spit on the lady? He, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was a cynic. Just a, yeah. Yeah, because he actually didn't even think about it like afterwards he was kind of looking around as if like why aren't y'all spitting on random women <laughs> like wh- what type of like world is this <laughs> where you can't spit on a nearby woman <laughs> yeah um, I-, I think he was a cynic yeah and that's not cool root. that's <laughs> not cool but that's the root of a lot of our thoughts and that's completely disgusting and i don't I think, know and i think we should avoid Thinking that way, although it's not that bad. I th- I think it's not that bad. I don't think I think most people don't let it get that bad. But if that is the root mm. of our minds, thoughts, then I don't think it yeah, it can it can be. It, yeah, I don't think it's coming from a good place, and I think it's probably best to avoid that at all costs. All right. Well, listen, people. You've heard us blab about it. It's your turn. Try to go out there and be a little less cynical. Try to see the world through an optimistic scope as much as you can. Until next time, when we see you, do all the things that Cody, uh, Coach Cody Minawi is about to uh, blather off for these last few minutes here, please. I think that the antidote for cynicism... Oh, I thought you were about to just, like, get us, wrap it up. Oh. You want no? Give him the antidote to cynicism. No, you know what? I'll keep. I'll keep the antidote for next week. Ooh, cliffhangers! What do you want the people to actively do though? Like, I want for you us to and for them, like, comment and subscribe on all platforms. Mm. Repost this shit. Send us your ideas in. Send in your comments. Send feedback. Follow us on all of our platforms: Instagram, Twitter, do we YouTube. Have a also have a website also soundcloud everything is at evil ego hour and yes go to evil hour.com and check out everything that we have there we'll have a blog up soon i think that's it thank you thank you for all of that bullshit okay shout out to all the cynics shout out to all the optimists stay tuned for uh you know special offers and um promotions and all of the shit yeah sign up for sign up for the newsletter okay all right shut up we're gonna get up out of here cynical fuck i'm right bye y'all this was a great episode love ya hello and now a word from our sponsors This week's episode of the Evil Ego Hour podcast is sponsored by Dr. Green Bean's Naturopathic Remedies slash Desserts. Do you find yourself getting into a lot of conversations that end up turning into full-blown arguments about how we possibly live in a world where the food we eat and the quote-unquote medicines that are designed to keep us healthy a lot of the times make us sicker than the illnesses that they're designed to treat? So then you go on a search for alternative options like a water detox or a herbal supplement. Meanwhile, your friends and family all stop talking to you because they're sick of hearing you judge their lifestyle and eating habits? Don't you wish there was an easier way? Hi, I'm Dr. Green Bean, and I'm the founder of Dr. Green Bean's Naturopathic Remedies slash Desserts. We took the best natural herbs, roots, and spices and mashed them into delicious, easy-to-eat snacks for when you want to be woke on the go. That's right, we put the medicine in the candy. Take your pick from an assortment of healthy snacks like our wheatgrass brownie or our famous African birdseed dandelion root donuts. Coming down with a cold? 
try our turmeric cupcakes made entirely of turmeric. And for a limited time, we're offering 10% off on all orders. We'll even throw in one of our brand new Corona cookies, the only natural dessert that's somewhat proven to cure coronavirus. But don't take my word for it. Listen to a couple of our happy customer testimonies. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I can't eat this. This is too dry. Is this literally just turmeric? Yeah, this is really nasty, and I don't think you're technically allowed to call yourself a doctor. Why go to a hospital when you can cure yourself of virtually any disease with a couple tasty treats from the comfort of your own home? Visit DrGreenBeansNaturopathicRemedy/Desserts.com for your limited time offer today. It'll change your life. And last but certainly not least, this episode of the Evil Ego Hour podcast is brought to you by Balance, the newest single by musical artist and host of the Evil Ego Hour, Dot Night. Find this banger on all streaming platforms. I just gotta find balance. 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 Watch me that swing. Get my shit together. Yeah. Balance. Hey. Balance. Uh-huh. Balance. Hey. Yeah. I've been feeling this feeling ever since Josephine died. Ever since Papa Flight died. Ever since Nate Dog. I really been starting.